The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Have you noticed that no matter how hard you try to release attachments, heal traumas, and change your life, you still feel as if you don't belong? There is a reason and a solution for this. Join award-winning actor, comedian, and best-selling author Kyle Cease and learn how to immerse yourself in a new way of being at From Lonely to Free, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. You are listening to Rewritten with Cynthia Ocelli. Our topic today, the proper care and feeding of your greatest dreams. Hey, hey, I am glad you're here today. We have a great show because we're going to get to talk about something that I just never get tired of. That is the creation and care and feeding of your biggest dreams. I have spent my whole life dreaming and studying about dreaming and bringing dreams to life for myself and for others. And there really are a lot of foundational rules, methods, uh, tenets that keep a dream alive and growing no matter what's happening in our lives. And I know that that is usually what gets in the way after we get ourselves out of the way, of course, we get ourselves out of the way, life happens as it does. And then we hit the pause button, take a different direction, give up. And what I want to focus on today are the 10 tenets that if you keep them present and alive in you, your dreams will grow closer and happen. And I know that people think, oh, yeah, I don't know, not for me. Do it. Do it and you will see. Before we dive into that, I wanted to just touch base on my last show, 10 Sneaky Beliefs That Keep My Clients Up at Night. I had so many emails and messages from listeners or people who read that blog or are on my list and got the article I sent to them about it. And I am just, I'm sad and I'm, I'm excited for the connection that we have. I'm excited that we're able to be so open and vulnerable and share the hard things that we go through and share these self-doubt and self-criticism that so many of us grapple with. I want you to know that if you're someone who wrote to me, or even if you didn't, but you saw yourself in that show or in that article or in that blog on my site, you know that you're not alone. And I really want you to know that it's not 
a fixed state. That as you show up for yourself and work to shine light on the parts of you that really bring you down or make you feel less than or sabotage you in a situation or the beliefs that make you feel like, oh, I don't want to try that or that must have been my fault or nothing's going to work out for me. Um, These are changeable. And when you continue to show up for yourself and learn how to help yourself change your mind and rewrite your stories, reframe how you look at them and how you explain them. And that would look something like, instead of saying, um, you know, I've never been very successful, nothing I do really works out, I am not very competent, or I'm not confident enough to continue. That same story I could look at and say, these are the things I've worked to grow. These are the problems I've struggled with. These are the things I'm overcoming now. This time was beneficial for me because I learned the consequences of this. There are so many better ways for us to explain to ourselves our story. And what's funny, not really, but it's kind of funny. um, The story you tell yourself is no more true than another story. So tell yourself a good one. Don't settle with the negative story. Tell yourself a story that is going to be foundationally supportive for you. And for everyone that says, oh, I don't want to lie to myself, you're already lying to yourself. So tell yourself a truer story that serves you. When you are assassinating yourself with negative judgments, you're not telling yourself a true story. You're just being unkind. You wouldn't do that to someone else. The things we do to ourselves, my goodness, the things I have read recently that you've shared with me, my goodness, we are so inappropriate and mean to ourselves. And I would love for you, just a little little exercise for you to take into your week. I would love for you to say it out loud so you can hear it. What are you saying to yourself? And would you ever, when you say it out loud, it kind of gives you that sort of witnessing ability to where you can realize just how not okay it is to talk to yourself the way that you often do. If I love this, I used to have a meme that said, if you spoke to others the way you speak to yourselves, would you have any friends? Uh, A lot of you wouldn't because the things you say and the, the words are just out of the out of line and what i really want to support you to do is to start looking for lessons state the lesson that's the gain and release the rest you if you want to be a loving kind trustworthy respectable human in this world in the eyes of others Start by being loving, kind, trustworthy, and respectable, respectful to yourself. Exercise compassion for yourself. And know that whatever thing 
you didn't do perfectly or well or that you regret, your opportunity to exercise the lesson and become better is today and tomorrow. You are not the sum total of the past. I really, really feel strongly about this. And I I had half a mind to sort of repeat the last show with all of the examples that I've received since then and work to go deeper. And I may still do that. I would love to hear from you and have you let me know if you'd like that show. Um, I know that I know how far you can grow because I've seen so many others do it and I've done it myself. When you are being unkind and hostile to yourself, and usually you'll feel bad while you're thinking about yourself, it's time to get in there and make a better choice so that you can have a better experience moment to moment and a better future because it will change everything. All right. Today. We are talking about the proper care and feeding of your deepest desires and biggest dreams. I, in my work as a coach, get tons of questions somewhere around the idea of, you know, is it really possible for me to have my dreams? Is that even possible for me? Am I just, you know, it's, it's, it feels so aspirational. It feels like it's out of reach for me. And I have to tell you, I will never agree to that because life has shown me otherwise. And I have had many situations, challenges that seemed impossible to endure and to overcome and wonderful things that I wanted, that I wanted to be, that I wanted to do, that I wanted to have. And they all seemed, I mean, like completely impossible. And I've brought them to fruition, enjoyed them, and sustained them. And I've helped others do this. I've seen others do this. We all know people who have done it. And you are just as worthy. And the possibility is just as great for you. And I know the objections come up. No, 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 no. I'm too, I'm too old, young, heavy, uneducated, broke. I'm too something. I want to tell you that even in the most unlikely of circumstances, your focus and consistent effort, consistency is king. Habit over want or hope. You can traverse the path from where you are to where you want to go. And even if you change your mind on the road or you end up somewhere other than where your plan at the the outset was, it will be a better place and you will have grown and developed into someone with fortitude that you can count on in all areas of your life. So this is a winning endeavor. All right. No matter where you are, no matter what situation you're in, these tenets that I'm going to share with you are going to pervasively raise the tide in your life. And that rising tide lifts all boats, right? 
that rising tide, when you become better, everything in your life feels it and is influenced by that. All right, so the starting point, and this is probably the starting point for everything that you ever do, everything you conceive that you want to do in the world, all right? You are enough. This is where we begin. This is what we claim. This is what we work on to embody at the beginning of everything we do. Any successful journey is going to be so much easier if you would just recognize that right now, just as you are, you are enough, exactly as you are. There's nothing that you must change or earn or become or deserve. There's nothing you need to do to become worthy of being enough because you are enough. It's like, you know, whatever your eye color is, my eyes are brown. I don't have to do anything because it's inherent to me. You are enough and that is inherent to you. And this is a huge topic. It's something that is a cornerstone of all the work that I do, working on helping people really take ownership of total acceptance of themselves just as they are is significant. And I think we can work on this forever. And I'm so much better than I used to be when I was, you know, a teenage uh, dropout, welfare mom, and feeling like, you know, beneath the world in terms of I had messed my whole life up and I had been discriminated against for my color. And I believed that they were right because that's what we do when we're children and we don't have a governor. We don't have a watchman at the gate of our mind. We believe what we're told. We internalize it as such, as true. So I really know what it feels like to to have a self-image that says, but I'm totally worthless. I don't even belong here. Um, there's a lot of work to do to cover the ground to where you boldly stand in the world knowing your enoughness at all times. I think it's a little aspirational to think that you're going to feel that way at every single moment, no matter what. But you can get really, really close. And as you begin to help yourself internalize this truth, you become aware of when you are saying things internally or behaving in ways that conflict with this truth. And you can actively shift in that moment. So you are enough. A belief is a thought repeated over and over again. That's all, until it's accepted as fact, okay? That's how we get to the beliefs that we have, and that's how we change the beliefs that we have. So I am enough is a fantastic affirmation, and you are affirming something anyway in your downtime, in the soundtrack of your mind, when you're thinking by default. It makes all the sense in the world to choose what that soundtrack is saying. And I am enough exactly as I am. I love and accept myself completely just as I am right this moment, right this way. Pretty great affirmation and repeat it over and over again. And I don't, even if it feels 
really uh, foreign or false as you do it. A belief is a thought repeated over and over and over again. Repeat it, repeat it, repeat it. It will change. Start to feel more normal. Start to feel more, yeah. Start to feel more, oh yeah, I know that already. Mm, What else? Yes, that's great. So, number one, proper care and feeding of your deepest desires and greatest dreams. You are enough. Number two, when I was a child, my mom used to say, history is the greatest predictor of the future. And I, thankfully, being argumentative by nature, would go, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think that's right. I don't think that's right. And as I got older, it became more clear to me And I had to sort of set that aside when I set out to change my life from the, you know, big failure, failure to launch that I began with. Um, And in subsequent times when I was coming through terrible times, ends of end of relationships, um, having to having a partner go through dire and life changing medical outcomes. I thankfully, was able to say, the past does not equal the future. It doesn't. And if it did, I wouldn't be here talking to you right now. I'd be watching soap operas, collecting my welfare check, wondering how I'm going to feed my child. Um, I would be in a whole other space if the past equaled the future. And I have reinvented my life at least five times. And you can, no matter where you're starting from, reinvent your life or recreate your life so that it is not a reflection of the past, but a reflection of the dreams in your heart and of your greatest purpose, desires, and intentions. The past is over. Let's let it go. So number two here, the past does not equal the future. Number three, and this one was hard for me because as a people pleaser perfectionist, I've got to do it right because I am so wrong that the only way to validate myself and earn my keep on this planet is to be so perfect that I do not make mistakes and I do not fail. That is nonsense, pure foolishness. And most of us have grown up being chastised and ridiculed and even penalized for our mistakes and failures, right? In school, we are set up to fail and then punished for it, right? At home, the things we did wrong stand out and they always seem to receive more attention than all the things we did right. We learned to avoid or reduce the number of mistakes we made. We learned to fear them. We learned to feel bad about ourselves when we made mistakes. And this undermines us as adults because it makes us resistant, afraid, adverse to taking risks that might result in mistakes. But here's the thing. Every single successful person that I know from fulfilled domestic goddesses to billionaire bosses has failed again and again and again and again, countless times on their way to success. And it's not like they reach a place and they're like, oh good, I'm so done with the failing part of this. No, mistakes and failures are an inextricable element of success. They are strewn all over the path to success. 
They are not repudiations of your value or worth. They do not define you. They are experiences that we grow through. And we are human and we will continue to make mistakes. And the sooner that you make peace with that and abandon and surrender perfectionism, the better. I have on uh, TikTok, I have live coaching clips, and there's a few of them that are around perfection. And I redefine the word perfection and perfectionism with foolishness. So that when I, in my mind, when I'm thinking about, I've got to get it right, it's got to be perfect. I associate that with, it's got to be foolish. I have put those together because perfectionism was such a heavy uh, burden for me that I needed to be able to quickly turn away from it so that I could keep moving forward. Because the result of someone who perseverates until they get perfection or until they get close to perfection is a lack of production. You're moving really slowly. You are missing so many opportunities. You're not launching. You're not trying. You're not putting yourself out there. You're not doing what it takes to properly care for your desires and dreams. So mistakes and failures are good. All right. Have you noticed that no matter how hard you try to release attachments, heal traumas and change your life, you still feel as if you don't belong? There is a reason and a solution for this. Join award-winning actor, comedian, and best-selling author Kyle Cease and learn how to immerse yourself in a new way of being at From Lonely to Free, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. Next, mind your business. Okay? When people criticize or predict your doom, they are telling you their story, not yours. There are very few exceptions to this. Okay. If you are, let's say, learning to be, to to trade stocks and, you know, someone with great success in stock trading, you know, Warren Buffett saddles up next to you (laughs) and says, oh, I wouldn't do that. I don't think that's a good choice. Maybe you want to listen to that, right? But let's say that you are setting out to pursue your creative dream. You want to be writer. You want to sing. You want to paint. You want to produce uh, your art. Your, you want to show your creativity in a medium that you choose. And someone says, oh, that's a waste of your time. You shouldn't do that. There's no money in that. Don't do that. That is not for you. Okay. You may well have to deal with the how do I subsidize my habit, my life here, my dream, and figure out how to do that. But your dream is not for others to criticize or predict your doom with, it is for you to protect and stay on your own mat. If you're a yoga person, you get what that means. You don't sit and look at everybody else in the classroom. You stay on the four corners of your mat. You do your practice. You put your head down and you work and you get the most out of it. Same here. When I was living in a garage 
I had this dream that I was holding a $70,000 check payable to me. I shared that dream with a family member, my mom. And she was like, get your head out of your butt and accept the reality that you're in. You're never going to see a check like that. And you'd be lucky to keep a minimum wage job. That was not my story. That was her story. It had nothing to do with me. If you let those stories in, if you let the criticism and doom predicting and negativity of others in, you may not move in any direction. And that is a wonderful way that people have devised to control and repress and hold other people down. All right? So that brings me to my next point. Keep secrets. The seed of a dream is a fragile thing. It must be planted in faith. You have to have the willingness to take action. You have to be patient, consistent, and determined. So when you share a dream before it's taken root, you risk its destruction because people who likely don't know what you're talking about are going to give you their negative input, just like they give themselves. And they may do it because they want to protect you from mistakes and failures, but we've already been there. Mistakes and failures are good and you are going to accept them and grow through them, take the lessons and carry on to your successful outcome. Be selective about who you share your dreams with, right? So I'm saying keep secrets unless there's a value here. Share with positive people who love you and want you to succeed. Share with someone who does have the expertise and has walked that path. That is smart. Telling people things, putting your dreams out there on the dartboard so people can throw darts at them. Now, remember, keeping secrets doesn't mean you refrain from talking with experts or people who can materially support or point out weaknesses in your ideas. It means protecting yourself from people who will undermine your confidence. All right? Next, this is good. You, you are the source of your limitations. We often think that the limits we believe we have are real. They're just stories. They're just beliefs. But here's what's crazy about that. What you believe often is what comes true for you. Oprah has that quote, um, you know, more than anything, I'm paraphrasing, more than anything else, what you believe is what becomes true. So we have to constantly endeavor to stretch outside of our limiting beliefs. Pick up some affirmations that can help you. Things like, if other people have been able to overcome, insert whatever your limiting belief is here, and achieve this, I can too. If you study people who've attained your dreams, you will absolutely discover that they had terrible limitations and beliefs to overcome. You may even realize that you're way ahead of where they started. There's this myth, this, I just knew I was going to be great and then I had an overnight success and here I am and I'm amazing. It's all good. That doesn't go like that for anyone I've ever known. And I used to be that girl who put people on pedestals like, but they just have everything I don't have. 
They're just so much more capable than I am. They have all the connections and the contacts and they work harder than me and they're so good. And then I became a coach and I worked my way into really high level clients. And behind these heavy hitting bosses were the dreams, the fears, the perceived limitations that I had suffered with myself. What they did was learn to grapple with their negative beliefs, to challenge them, to move forward in the face of them, to understand that they themselves were the source of their limitations. So it wasn't comfortable and it wasn't easy, but it was more comfortable and easier, in my opinion, than staying stuck and still for decades, right? So when you're intimidated and you're thinking, I can't do these things because they're too emotionally uh, hard for me, I, I'm insecure, I'm embarrassed, I'm worried. How significant are those feelings when you weigh them against the feeling of regret decades later because you didn't risk and grow and try? You are the source of your limitations. You don't need to take giant leaps. You can take baby steps, small steps taken consistently over time, create the most massive changes and outcomes. It doesn't have to be terrible and terrifying in in its discomfort. It can be a level of manageable discomfort that you're able to handle. I wanted to say handleable, but I don't think that's a word yet. I don't know. We might have to work and add the handleable word, but you know what I mean. Small steps. So whatever it is, you're afraid of presenting to the board. Well, great. Present to yourself in the mirror. Then present to one person. Present to a couple people. Work your way up. Practice, practice, practice. See yourself doing it. And take little steps toward it. 15 minutes a day of practicing something that you're uncomfortable about is 91 hours a year. And in that year, you can completely transform a limitation. Next, nothing is against you. Free yourself. There is no moody master sitting up in the sky. There is no karmic mechanisms sitting around and deciding that you're going to have all the bad or you're going to have all the good. We live in a friendly universe that says yes, okay? But the thing is, yes could be wonderful or horrible because you're putting it out there. So when you put out your dominant intention and you come out into the world with your dominant state of being, the universe says yes. Let's really focus on what that dominant intention and state of being is. Come out with complete and total acceptance. Come out with the idea that yes, nothing is against you. You can succeed in this world. Yes, doors will open for you. Yes, you're happy that you're alive. You are thriving in your being, appreciating the fact that you are alive and on a path to something meaningful to you. 
That's something that would be wonderful to have yes said to. By contrast, come out into the world with a dominant intention of, I'm not enough. I don't feel comfortable. Nothing's going to work out for me. Everything's against me. This will never work. Friendly universe organizing around your dominant intention says yes. All right? Decide that life is for you, that nothing is against you, and that things will turn out. Set goals. Work toward those goals. Persevere. Be consistent. Life will prove you right. Life always proves you right. So use that. You can be, do, or have whatever your heart desires. A way exists and your job is to believe that it does and to be willing to step outside your comfort zone to create it. Now this one. This is my favorite. Dream big. Whenever I conceive a new dream, I create a detailed vision of myself living that dream. The act of creating a vision primes your mind to unconsciously gather all of the information and opportunities in the environment that could lead to your dreams. And what you focus on grows and expands, right? So set your mind on the trail of your heart's desires and like a bloodhound, it will pick up and follow the scent. Make a practice of using your imagination and of dreaming bigger and bigger and bigger. So each day you sit down and you see, you create the vision in your mind of yourself living your dream and you make it detailed and visceral. So it has feeling tone. You know what the colors are, the scents are, what it feels like. You have a detailed vision. So there's a pen over here and a vase with flowers over here. And there's a telephone over there. And someone calls and they say something and you respond and you see these fleshed out scenes play out of you living your vision. This is more powerful than I can express to you. It's not just daydreaming. It's not just empty use of your imagination. It is catalyzing because your imagination has tremendous power. And when you repeatedly show up and reconnect and expand a vision, you and all of your energies align around that vision and start to notice in the world things that are similar to that vision, paths that will lead to that vision. Start to to track that vision as what is real and normal for you. Also, the body gets to experience whatever the mind is experiencing. So while you are practicing and rehearsing your dreams expressed, and you're seeing yourself hit the ball, give the presentation, paint the painting, it's happening for your body. And when people sit and they practice, say, piano, they've done groups where they have had a group practice uh, the, the keys physically on the piano, play the piano, practice the same thing physically. They've had a group do nothing. And then they've had another group imagine doing it. And there is about a 1% difference in improvement between the group that did it physically and the group that saw it 
and in their imagination every day. So this is a powerful act, not some simple and significant box to check. Each day, immerse yourself in the vision of your big dream. When I was living in a garage, subsisting on welfare, I dreamed that I was ha- had a nice home in a beautiful community. Then I started to expand and fl- flesh out that dream. I had an education. I had a dog. I traveled. I was married to the love of my life. I had a successful business. And I just kept hitching my dream to this ever-expanding vision of success. And it was like the dream just raced to me. So yes, I worked. Yes, I struggled. Yes, I felt insecure and bad. So for all the people who say, or law of attraction uh, fanatics and say, you didn't get what you wanted because you had self-doubt. No, no, I had self-doubt the entire time. I still grapple with self-doubt today. Uh, It's certainly not like it was, but it's not not, uh, a non-existent thing because I'm human. And I can tell you with all the confidence in the world that you can achieve big, wonderful, beautiful dreams while feeling afraid, self-doubt, insecure, uh, all those things. Okay. Within three years of those, that visioning time, I went from, you know, broke, out of shape, uneducated, unemployed, on welfare to none of those things. I was building business. I was going to law school. I was financially uh, abundant. I was falling in love. Uh, everything transformed. And my impossible and unrealistic dream and vision completely manifested. Of course, I worked. And that's something that I get a little irritated when I'm looking at people who are relying 100% on imagination and positive energy to manifest in a material world. Think about it for a second. We are human beings, right? We are spiritual beings, right? Human beings have to use their physicality to get anything. Can't get a glass of water without taking action, right? Coordinated action with intention. It doesn't matter how much you imagine that water, how much you send good energy to that water, and how good you feel about that water. You've still got to do the physical to get it. It's a co-creation. So you take the very big dream and you fill it with all of your high energy. And then you show up and take consistent action in this material realm. That's how you create impossible dreams. Now, this is going to sound like I'm turning off into another direction. Kind of am, but it it all comes together. Very feminine, creative uh, concept. And that's kind of how the feminine works. It goes here, it goes there, it flows all around, and then produces a beautiful miracle creation. Don't worry about the hows. Focus on the what's. I love planning. 
but I've spent lots of time with people who take planning so seriously that when they can't see how it could happen from the very beginning, they call the outcome impossible and let it go. That shuts a dream down. Show up, do your best, and let the universe take care of the rest. So your physical action is to do what's in front of you, to do the next intelligent thing, right? But you don't have to see every step on the path. There are some things you can do to make the path more clear. I like to, when I'm doing that uh, vision, the daily vision, and I'm seeing myself inside my dream and I'm watching myself move through my vision, sometimes I will ask myself to trace the path backward from that future point to today. I can get some information that give me some ideas of what to do. But I know that as I grow and develop and reach out, that the next steps and what's over the hill on the path in front of me will show up. So the point here is, just because you can't see every step, which no one really can, that is not an indication that you shouldn't take the next one in front of you. Don't worry about what comes then or how. Focus on what you can do right now. And finally, I've kind of expressed this already. Take consistent action. Your consistent habit of feeding and taking action to create your vision is vital. And it doesn't mean wear yourself out, knock yourself out, and work yourself, overwork yourself every day. It means take at least one action toward the attainment of your dreams every day. We live in a physical universe. We create in thought. We manifest through action. When you're busy, you're stressed, you're not well, make the action small. Send an email, gather information, do some research, learn about a person doing what you want to do. The small steps add up. And as you take action toward creating your dreams, the confidence you're seeking will build. You will also develop endurance and perseverance. And these are the holy grails of success. So there we have it. The proper care and feeding of your dreams. You are enough. The past does not equal the future. Mistakes and failures are good. Mind your business. Keep secrets. You are the source of your limitations. Nothing is against you. Dream big and bigger. Don't worry about the hows. Focus on the whats. And take consistent action. I want to know what you think about these points. I want to know which one doesn't sound right to you. Which ones you're struggling with now. Which ones you've grown and developed in. Send me an email. Cynthia at CynthiaOcelli.com And I will read it. And if I can support you, I will answer you and give you my insight. I'm really excited for that. And if knowing that you're enough is something that is difficult for you, something that you're grappling with, I want to invite you to go to my site and get on the wait list for my course, Reclaiming Wholeness, that I'm putting together now. It's coming out this fall. This is a course that is going to walk you through relieving 
the inner child, reclaiming your shadow, so making peace and embracing all of the parts that we lock away in order to be more pleasing to the world, and surrendering our false personas, the the us's that we invented so that the world would be kind and accepting to us and pleased by us, and at the same time, repressed our authentic personalities. The goal of this course is to integrate and release all that doesn't serve you, all that sabotages and hinders you, to make real inner peace, to end that civil war where we are our greatest enemies, or we feel that we are inherently not enough, and to reclaim the wholeness that we came into this world with, the wholeness that we were intended to grow and develop and use to bring our greatest expression and greatest purpose, gifts, traits, and talents to this world. I'm so excited for this course. I will have a limited number of spots available because for this first session, I'm going to do live coaching and I want to be able to sort of track the stories and stay connected. And I know, you know, there's a limit on how many people you can do that with at once. So go to CynthiaOcelli.com, Reclaiming Wholeness, get on my wait list. It's coming out in fall. I'm working through it now, really spending a lot of time honing in on what is powerful and transformative and cutting away all of the chaff, all the stuff that's nice and inspiring, but not going to actively and powerfully transform your life now. I'm working on that. I'd love to have you in class with me. And again, CynthiaOcelli.com, Reclaiming Wholeness. I wish you a beautiful week and the practice of the proper care and feeding of your greatest desires and dreams. Have a beautiful week. If you're inspired by the teachings of Dr. Wayne Dyer, you will love the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast with Nadia Dela Cruz. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. My name is Nadia Dela Cruz, and I started the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast to explore spiritual topics like manifestation and meditation with guests who share their own stories of insight, awakening, and transformation. Listen now on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.